What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Waterboy Podcast. Today it is episode number 59. 59. And the Philadelphia Phillies are going to the World Series and they will be taking on the Houston Astros. This round of applause, the baseball season uh, coming to a close. We have uh, our pennant winners. Yeah, I'm tapped in. I'm a seam head like that. I know my stuff. I know my lingo. We got the pennant winners set. This is um, a horrible, horrible day for fans of baseball uh, far and wide. The Phillies and the Astros. Um, at least Why horrible? Well, we, we, we've got the Trashros, uh, you know, garbage can. I'd say, it's, I'd say I would say it's a middle, a middle possibility, and it will be great when the Phillies win a ring this year. But, but between all teams that possibly, like, I mean, that were in the playoffs, I, I feel like the worst case scenario would have been Padres Astros. That would have been we we dodged a bullet on that one, but this is the second worst case scenario. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's the second. I much rather would have had anything the without the anything without the Yankees. I guess goes in the bottom yeah. tier. Anything with the Astros, any, I, I think something. But for having the Astros in, which was going to happen, yeah, I'd rather have the Phillies in than the Padres. I mean, still, still, I think that. I mean, obviously, it's better. It's better than than having than having the Padres. Now, in. I would have loved to have the Yankees in it, but that that wasn't a possibility ever. That that was never going to happen. So, like as much as we wanted it to happen. It wasn't even a possibility in the first place. So let, let us let us still put a caveat on this. Um, the game is not done yet, but oh no, the game is not over. It is uh, actually like the third inning right now. The Astros are just up four three. But considering the Yankees were up three zero at one point, now the Astros. Have well, to don't worry. It, the, the stadium it's is game the over. Stadium roof is open. So, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I mean. Uh, well, Yankees, Yankees will have some. Yankees will have plenty of excuses tonight after this one. Uh, but yeah, World Series is set. Uh, but let's dive into to the actual important stuff because we we won't go over baseball again until it's over, until uh, the World Series is over. But yeah, okay, college football, Everett. I got the college football recap ready on deck. You ready to tie me up? Let me just crack my fingers. Let me get my, my finger tapping button, my finger button tapping, my button tapping fingers ready. I hope your reactions are good. Uh, I was looking back at some past couple of episodes. One time you told me uh, like, oh, one second to spare. I went back. There were like three or four seconds to spare. So you had some slow reactions. Whenever, whenever you start talking, my thing is already at like, a second or two. So I kind of have well, to well, uh, assault. Okay, but we'll factor that in when you tell me. Okay. Also, Make I know you didn't estimate. I know you didn't time. sit down there and, and sit down there and clock how long it was. Yeah, I did. The second my 30 second recap audio begins, that's when it starts. And the second I say my last syllable, cut. And then I look at the time, do it every time before I start. So I don't know what you're talking about, man. Okay, man. All right. I but if I, if I go about. if I go on TikTok and it says they're thirty seconds, there's a good amount that are shorter. Go go back and check. I mean, also when I say when I say like you're two or three seconds, like I don't literally normally it's an approximation. I'm not like looking at my phone being like, all right, I'm you're saying, one minute. Just factor in some off. Everett time. Factor in some Everett time. You know, factor in some Everett seconds when you give me that 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 timing at the end. All right. Yeah. Factor all right. in some Everett time. Three. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. That. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, go. I apologize for spreading misinformation that Texas was back uh, last week. Oklahoma State clearly showed they aren't. Not going to lie, Syracuse had DJ and Clemson in the, set, uh, in the first half, but Cade Klubnick came in and saved the day. The Oregon run game and Bo Nix treated UCLA like a JV football team, scoring six touchdowns on nine possessions. Jaden Daniels put on a show in Death Valley to take down number seven frauds, Ole Miss, and Alabama responded to their loss of Tennessee with a comfortable win over Mississippi State. Probably had about two seconds left on that. I'm making these a little too fast. I got to add some more shit in here. Uh, roll wave, uh, roll green wave. 
This is on me. Do you want me to do it one more time and add a roll wave at the end? No, you're good. Okay. I, I think I could have done that better. I, I, I made sure. That's you, man. This is your, this is your content. Uh, it is, but you are editing this. But I made sure to to say every word and make sure I got it in for you. Uh, I'm also gonna, you also got to take about a half second off that for when you stuttered through. Uh, right? No, I know. That's what I'm saying. So, when, so you're a big kid. You go through. You'll chop it up. You'll get rid of my uhs and my ums. You got it. You got it. Or you don't. You made me look stupid. Up to you. <laughs> totally up to you. All right. Uh, but uh, great weekend of college football. Uh, where I. I want to keep you engaged. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Ohio State right away because I know uh, you'll get bored. Even though when you talk about Tulane, I don't get bored all the time. But okay, Everett, Syracuse, Clemson, shout out to you. You nailed this on being game of the week. You nailed this. You actually well, I did. I told you, game of the I week. I want to shout you out. Uh, you were dead on Syracuse, Clemson, game of the week. So uh, Syracuse goes up 20 21 7 or 21 to 10 they're looking uh, like they were about that for a minute they 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 they, <laughs> they were looking like and, it for a minute and we for a second they they weren't who we thought they were they they, they did they, they had not written back yet uh, yeah no for for a second but dj dj gets benched after throwing two picks and true freshman five-star quarterback the highest ranked quarterback recruit Cade Klubnick oh. comes in and wins it even though i looked back uh i wasn't in paying attention to that game that intently because quick? ohio state was going on so, but, uh, so came back and won you, it so. you've been you've been catching some flack since i put out this tiktok since i added this tiktok and put it out about uh the quarterbacks coach at clemson does dj getting benched this game throwing two picks almost losing them the game almost solidify your take on that i don't I know you kind of does i think I it kind of does me. I mean, because before this week, I'm going to be honest, I was really impressed with DJ. I thought Clemson's offense was rolling. Not going to lie. I was like, damn, I was kind of wrong. But then after last game, I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh your boy was something. right. <laughs> okay. This is, this, is what I, this, is, this is what I'm saying. When, these, when Trevor Lawrence and DJ came in, I think, in my opinion, they looked or were playing – their best football came in, were dominant right away. And they got worse over time. I'm not saying they got worse over time, but they didn't improve as much as you would assume so they you would just think considering that their how they started. Their quarterback coach is like really doesn't do anything to help the player improve. I'm just That's saying what it's, they, 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 ha- they don't progress as much as you see other quarterbacks. Like Bryce Young, like he takes, he took massive steps up every single year. Like CJ Stroud has taken, well, this year not really, but over the course of last season, CJ Stroud literally. I, I would still was say a completely that, different player. Week I, I'd one, say that he's two, still better. I'd say that CJ Stroud's still better this year than he was last year. I think that he's taken some. I just don't think he's he. he... I I say that because I think this year the the games that he's having on average. Like the good games, I C. love you Stroud, talking up my boys. The good but, games that CJ Stroud had last year, like he had, he had some very poor games, right? But like on average now, like he's having, like he does, he's not really having those bad games that he had last year. Like he's having, he's having games where he's all right, but he's not having games where he, he had like the, as bad, the bad as- hiccup against Rutgers. It's just this is also a thing I'm a big believer of. Whoever's the Early season Heisman favorite always collapsed. It, it almost Bryce Young last year didn't year. really happen though. He's different though. Bryce Young is <laughs> different. Uh, but it's like I I don't really. Here's I'm my not here's my like other question. Get to CJ's I, but, head, but I, like, I, I got I got I got a question for this. as as our in as our in house college football analyst, um, Waterboy Analytics over here. Who do you think is currently in the lead for the Heisman? Because as of right now, I personally don't think that there's anybody who's clear cut out it's ahead of anybody. CJ, you, you think still think it's clear CJ. cut, and like according to like all the betting websites, it's like clearly CJ. Because I've heard people say Hennon Hooker is now in the lead. I've heard like before this week, it's like CJ and then Hennon. The this is the thing though, it, it'll all play out in the end. Like if CJ beats Michigan and like beats them good. It's almost locked up. He's winning the Heisman. Because like last year, if like- Hendon Hooker 
beats Georgia and CJ plays it close with Michigan, I think Hendon would get it. I would probably agree that Hendon, I mean, like they are a three C right now. He's playing, but like it, but the ball is in C. Like if CJ goes out and doesn't matter how defense, like if he puts up 40 on Michigan, then CJ locked up, locks up the Heisman. It's his. You get what I mean? Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. I just like he doesn't blow out Michigan though, and then Hendon beats Georgia. Doesn't matter how Hendon plays. Just if they beat them, then Hendon will win it. I just think that um, I don't really care about CJ winning the Heisman though, to be honest. But yeah, go on. You should. He's your guy. Um, But I, I like last year. I'm I'm just worried about the Natty and CJ. Last year there was there was throughout the whole season you would constantly be hearing talk of Bryce Young winning the Heisman or uh, when uh, Aiden Hutchinson came into it and he was a runner up, there was talk about it. Like you'd constantly be hearing about who's in the chase for the Heisman. I feel like I really haven't heard any of that this year. That's why I was curious because I like, maybe it's just not that much I of a think, talking I point. I think it's for sure chase, CJ Hendon, then three. I'm pretty sure is Blake Corn, Michigan. They're that's, what, that's what I think I have heard. I just didn't know if, because it, it I, mean, I haven't really looked into it that much, to be honest. I know Bryce Young has been hurt and stuff, and I was just curious where he'd be listed at. The injuries, and, and also they'd never like to give repeat. They'll never do another repeat Heisman again. And the Bryce injury just, like, confirmed, like, he won't win it this year. I think I think Bryce is the best quarterback in college football. I think he's very. Do you think that it's better to get – if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if, if you're a draft prospect – do you think that it's better to get the Heisman Trophy, to win the Heisman Trophy the year you are going into the draft or the year before? Probably the year going in. A hundred percent. I feel like you gotta, if you look in the past at quarterbacks who didn't win it the year going in, they didn't do as well. Like Baker, Kyler, Joe Burrow all won the Heisman going into it, all number one picks. Johnny Manziel, Lamar won it earlier in their careers, weren't number one picks. RG three won the Heisman with number two, like yeah, definitely Heisman. It's better. It's better for your draft stock, obviously. If you win it going in, I'm just, I'm just kind of surprised. Like even if you have a maybe long term, it's a better situation when you look at Lamar because he got drafted later and he's in a better spot. So now we have mind games. Maybe, maybe, maybe if you want more money up front, you wait. Thing though, I think Bryce. I think also because the narrative that which I, I mean. It's true, but it's like stupid that it's like Ohio State's never had an NFL quarterback. It's like, okay, before Patrick Mahomes, what quarterback did Texas Tech have? Like before so many teams, which quarterback was it? Like you get what I'm saying? Like, before, like also if they if they want Josh Allen, what quarterback if, came? If they want to keep talking like like like, also, like it's also kind of like that the same argument thing with, doesn't make sense. But it's like the same kind of thing with 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 like. USC, like also people are like, oh my, like he's a USC, like he's gonna be great. Like a lot of the USC quarterbacks that have come out have gone in the first round. A lot of them have done well. Some like Mark Sanchez did great in the start of his career. They took him to the AFC championship game. He beat Tom Brady in the playoffs after that butt fumble fell off, right? Sam Darnold. Pre butt fumble though, Mark Sanchez was a dude. He was a dude. He was a dude. Dude. He was a dude. Sam Darnold. Like his first two years with Rex. Jets were raw. The Jets were raw. <laughs> they were they were they were nice with it. No coming back from a butt fumble though. Um Sam oh, Darnold, God. Sam Darnold, I mean, has sucked the whole way through. Um who who else who else was, was we were on talking it? USC guys? Yeah, USC guys, USC quarterbacks. The the one thing I would say about US like Carson Palmer, Matt Liner, Sanchez. Like Carson Palmer, obviously, like I think that he's probably the best quarterback off that list. Uh, um, and then recently it's like trash cans, like Darnold, like Cody Kessler, like, but the thing is USC consistently turns out NFL level quarterbacks that. Yeah. But I, what, what, what I'm more out. saying is I'm, I'm kind of in your argument. I'm saying if you want to argue, I, I definitely think USC is the only school that actually has a consistent track. But I, what, what, I'm, getting guys what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying, what yes, I'm saying, what I'm saying, no school consistently no like what what i am saying is is if people are arguing like oh ohio state has never produced a great quarterback right like who is who they have in the nfl you look at like teams like usc right who 
are known to put quarterbacks in the NFL, have a couple that have panned out, but a large majority of them have sucked immensely in the NFL. Like it's not fair to make the argument of Ohio state when you have other teams that are kind of hailed and whatnot for putting quarterbacks out, really don't have much more of a bigger success rate than Ohio state does. Yeah. I I think the argument, well, yeah, my, my, my point originally was just saying like, I think Bryce young will just get more draft stock boost than CJ Stroud. First, first, I think, uh, I think Bryce is just better than CJ. Like the things he can create when plays go to shit, he's just better. Sorry for the cops. But Bryce, first, I think he's just a better prospect. But second, I think for some reason, there's a massive factor that Ohio State quarterbacks suck. And it, it just taught it just tanks the shit out of their their pre-draft stock. And that will definitely like I think CJ will end up going like somewhere between like fourth through sixth in the draft or something. I could see him you not think, going. You don't, you don't, you don't think he's going to be a top three pick anymore after this season? Well, I could just see him fall. I don't know, but I can definitely see a path. Also, I just want to, I just want to throw out the fact that the saints have sucked so much. You're the NFL draft expert. The saints have sucked so much this year that now the Eagles who are the only undefeated team in the NFL have a potential top three pick. It's crazy. If I mean, the Eagles, the Eagles get Will Anderson. It, if the Eagles get Will Anderson, the defense that they could assemble, and all like also, I think Will Anderson. Like, I haven't really noticed much of him this year. I haven't like really seen what he's been doing. But like after last season, his freshman year, I was like, this dude's the best player on Bama's defense. Uh, I. I don't know exactly, but like I could also see him potentially going like third, fourth, fifth, like maybe well, dropping seen? out of top three. I don't know, but I'm I, I could see it potentially happening, just because usually whoever's hailed like the pre college football season like top three picks, it usually doesn't pan out like that. Like, yeah, I, I just feel like that usually happens. Like. Before the season started, people were saying Sam Howell was going number one. Like, come oh on. yeah, no, remember I was talking about this last <laughs> year. Is Sam Howell just absolutely you know? so like things could change, but I I do think still as of right now, Bryce CJ has there ever been a worse dropout kind of for a quarterback there. going from potential number one overall pick to like a sixth rounder? Yeah, I mean, bad. Bad, 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 bad job for him. But okay, back, back to college back, football. Back to college football. Back, back to Syracuse, Clemson. Okay, Klubnik come comes in, uh, barely wins it. When Klubnik comes, uh, came in. These are how the Syracuse drives ended. Okay, three and out right before he came in. Three and out punt. Three and out interception. So the Clemson defense just shut that shit down to end the game. Did okay, rally with Cade Klubnik. Maybe, maybe, I don't know exactly, but anyway, my point, my point is that performance on the defense, like Clemson's defense is good enough to carry their team to go undefeated in the ACC. Okay. That defense is good enough to go undefeated in the ACC. I don't care who plays quarterback for them. So in my opinion, just based off that alone, based off that game, seeing their defense rally on like a morning game where I know Syracuse is ranked by no Clemson didn't give up fuck about this game all week and but to rally like that have the defense actually nut up like that go three and out three and out punt three and out interception that's stupid to end the game so because of that i think clemson's running the table going undefeated and i think they are 100 percent making the college football playoff um we'll get into where exactly i'm gonna rank them in a sec but i want to go over the ohio state iowa game real quick and i have some union with that it's a little Ohio State, not really Ohio State Union. I, I'm going to keep this interactive with you, though, okay? okay? All right. So, Ohio State beats Iowa 54 to 10 at Brett. Um, so, it, it, as in a bit of a Tulane perspective, 38-28, we were going over the Tulane win over Memphis, and I was saying, like, it was a bit of an ugly win. You were saying, I don't care. A win's a win. Winning matters. So, Okay, Ohio State beat Iowa 54 to 10. Okay? Yep. Just based on the score, what do you what do you think? What does that make you think of Ohio State? And for reference, we'll put up um a common opponent. So going into the week, I was really interested in Ohio State and Michigan playing a common opponent. Michigan throttled Penn State last week. 
and everyone's saying like, oh, Michigan, watch the fuck out. A ton of people are telling me Michigan's about to shit on Ohio State again. So Michigan at home beat Iowa 27 to 14. Ohio State just beat Iowa 54 to 10 at home. Just based on those scores, what does that make you think about Ohio State compared to Michigan? What what do you think? I get I get what you're trying to get at, but I don't really take it. I like I understand you want me to say, like, okay, Ohio State won by more, so they're gonna be better than Michigan because they're common opponent, right? Like Ohio State Ohio State beat by more, right? And I, I get that if you want to hold that argument still, right? And you want to use Tulane. Tulane well, is I my I'm not really trying to call out Tulane here, but I was no, just but, saying like what I, what I am saying, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish my point. Like, if we want to use that, all right, that's fine. I don't care because Tulane versus Cincy, Tulane versus UCF go through common opponents. Tulane is still beating the common opponents by more than Cincy and UCF have. So, I like, I don't care. When I was saying it wins a win, I don't care. And the reason I say that is because on record, like, yeah, people might take into account, like, voters whatever, might take into account, okay, this team only beat them by, like, seven or eight points, and the team they were playing were not great by any means. But my record still says that I'm six and one, seven and one, six and zero, seven and zero, right? So, like on an actual piece of paper, like that doesn't matter. And when it comes to game time, right? If I still have that same record, I don't care if we beat a common opponent by a little bit more, a little bit less than somebody else. When it comes to me playing that team and I beat them, who 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 cares? Who cares that I beat a team that that we both played by less or by more than the team I just beat? Like it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, I was saying a lot of people going to this game or a lot of Michigan fans were saying like, oh, like, look at how we beat, look at how we beat Iowa. We ran for 174 yards against their run defense, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we're going to, we're going to get into this game a little bit. So Ohio State won 54-10 and it was probably the ugliest 44 point win I've ever seen in my life, but it was a 44 point win. Uh, and I'm pretty sure this is the most amount of points that Iowa has given up in a regular season game since their coach has taken over. So I'm pretty sure Ohio State just set this record on them. Most points given up uh, under uh, Ferentz for Iowa. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me just add real quick, though. I so will that say, is something to point out. I, I, I will but say I'm still wasn't winning, really happy about the game. Winning yeah. by a large margin, putting the stomp on a team, obviously – is better for your it's demoralizing for the other team it's great for your team it's great for motivation i agree with that so i i will say that but i will continue with my statement when it is a win well i'm not i'm not even thinking about from that perspective i'm literally thinking about championship football teams yeah no I, and i'm I, thinking if ohio state wants to be a championship football team they need to be that they in my opinion they had to do better than this it should have been worse ohio state had multiple drives start in the Iowa opponent territory and they could not score going into this game Ohio State was arguably the best red zone offense in the country they had scored on every single red zone drive and had touchdowns on like 29 of 32 drives some crazy number and then today I think in in terms of a touchdown drive ratio they went like two for seven so Ohio State went three for 13 on uh, third down today. Just disgusting, ugly. You, you'd sit here thinking to yourself, how the hell did, how did they put up 54 points with only converting three third downs? And it's the defense really stepped up. However, Iowa actually is the worst offense in the history of mankind ever. On the first play of the game for Iowa, the quarterback literally threw the ball directly at an Ohio State safety, Tanner McAllister. Just literally threw it directly at him. I was, I was actually like, wait a second. Like, I guess he didn't see him, but like, holy shit, man. Like, wow. I feel You're like probably a, there's probably a student at Iowa who probably could walk on and play better than that quarterback. I thought that to too, but then Iowa brought their backup in and he was also awful. But so, I feel like they're both scholarship players. What if we get a walk-on? I want to walk. I, I don't. Any, I, I want to say anything could be better than that, but at Iowa, maybe not. Like maybe not. Uh, but yeah. Uh, 
that 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 what that happened. We're gonna talk about the defense a little bit. So for the defense, Iowa scored 10 points, but one of them was a CJ Stroud fumble scoop and score. That was seven points. So the defense only gave up three points. Uh and that was on a short drive where CJ Stroud threw a pick and Iowa had a short field and they stopped them and only gave up a field goal. So like Iowa did not drive down the field on Ohio state the whole game, which was very impressive. It was expected. I expected that to happen, but I'm just happy that it did happen. You get what I mean? Cause yeah. in the past that wouldn't happen usually with Ohio state. What I expect on defense doesn't happen. Uh, Oh, Iowa only had 150 total yards on the day, uh, which I was happy to see. And also, I just want to say, I'm not saying Ohio State has a top five defense in the country. I'm not saying that. I'm not even saying they have a top 10, even though I, I guess I'd, I'd say they're top 10. Or statistically, they are top 10, I'm pretty sure. But I, it's just much better than the past seasons, is what I'm trying to say. Ohio State's defense, I've just been blown away how the new D corner Jim Knowles has actually turned it around. Sorry, sorry, like say his name actually right. Him Knowles. There there's, there's actually visual, clear improvements on the defense, which I just, it makes me very happy to see. And that's why after the first couple of weeks, I was saying like this team could actually win a natty. Uh, now, in terms, let's talk a, a little offense. This could be quick, Everett. No, uh, CJ threw the ball well, uh, struggled in the first half, but picked it up at the end. You could say what you want about CJ. You got you guys know my opinion on him. Uh, yeah, great, great shit, CJ. But we'll, let's talk about the running game, okay? Ohio State could not run for fucking shit on Iowa. Could not run for shit, and that's what really stalled them in the red zone. That's where they got exposed last year, and that concerned me because Ohio State can. Cannot be settling for field goals in the red zone against Michigan, against Georgia, against Alabama. They can't. And they were doing it against Iowa. Now, I want to give a little bit of credit to Iowa. Okay, Iowa, on paper going into this, I think they had the number five defense in the country. And even after giving up like 300, 400 yards to Ohio State, giving up 54 points, they're currently the eighth best defense in the country still, even after giving up 54 points, Everett. So... Because they're like Iowa does have a good defense. I wasn't really giving them any credit, but like they do have a good defense. But still, Ohio State went up against an elite defense and they couldn't run the ball for fucking shit. That is very concerning to me when they have to match up against Michigan, when they have to go against so, Georgia. This was Bama. actually what I was about to transition in for that concerned the shit for Ohio State. Myself. And I don't know if you were going to address this in your Ohio State of the Union. But uh, we were talking earlier today about college football in general, and you brought up that this is the most respect that you have given Michigan in a very long time. Oh, yeah. And that about they to, actually about to, yeah. almost scare you. I, they they actually, I, I 100% am scared of Michigan to a degree. Not to the point where I'm like, oh, they're going to beat us world ending. But like, whatever the spread is, like, Michigan's covering it 100%. I, I like th- this game is going to be a pick last em. score. I think it's going to be a close fucking nail biter. It's going to be an instant classic it's, game. It's in, in the opinion. shoe this year, though, right? Yes, which favors Ohio State a tremendous amount. And I think that ultimately will give them just an even bigger. Also, I'm bigger sorry. Boost. I just, I just got to throw it back. So like Jay will just, just real quick. I know Ohio state lost last, last year, but there can't be any better kind of like game environment than the whole stadium sold out. It's snowing. Like, I, I mean, I know a lot of friends at Michigan who were at that game and I'm going to be honest, like when it was happening and afterwards, like pregame, everyone's talking shit to me. I was talking shit, but I was like, honestly enjoy this boys like this probably going to be the greatest night in ann arbor or it was the greatest night in ann arbor in like a decade like that's how long it had been since they won so like that shit was nuts i like i'm gonna be honest and it pained me it pained me to see but like the way we got beat was so bad and i'm the only thing i've been thinking the whole off season is run game that's it 
because the run game is how Michigan literally beat the living fuck out of us last year. And so I that can never happen again. Ohio State can never get outmanned, out toughed by Michigan ever again. It can never happen ever again. All right, and I it. thought after the 2020 Bama game, that was already a message. We got to pick it up, but it wasn't. So let's uh, let's, uh, let's get into your Ohio State of the Union here and then end the college football segment with. Well, to uh, be honest, my Ohio State of the Union, it's pretty much just over. Oh, uh, I got okay. one. What I just talked about pretty much was it. So good for you, Everett. Uh, oh, my you. last point, when Michigan played Iowa, they had to rely on their run game to get the win. And it, and that's what happened. They ran for 174 yards on like 40 carries or so, like 4.1 yards per carry, but that's stupid. 174 yards on Iowa where Ohio State ran for 66 yards, averaging like 2.2 yards per carry. So that to me, concerning. Like, so going back to your point of how game results don't matter, I'm... I agree with you because Michigan's 27-14 win over Iowa was very different than Ohio State's win over Iowa in the fact that Michigan still dominated them on the ground, ran it down their throat. But Ohio State, when they couldn't do it, they like in the first half, Ohio State was trying to run it. They couldn't, and they were getting stuffed over and over and over. Second half, they make adjustments, change up their run scheme a little bit, start passing more. Then they were finally able to score. Ohio State doesn't make big time adjustments until the half. And against Michigan, I don't think we can afford to wait. Wait, we gotta be making shit on the fly. Like what like, yeah, you're like literally, we can't be waiting. Cause last year was a tie game or like a close game at halftime. It really should have been worse, but it's like in the second half, Ohio State did not make the adjustments and Michigan did. And we got fucking pummeled in the second half. And it's like just watching how that game went compared knowing how Michigan won, that concerned me just because it goes back to how Michigan beat us, where it's, fuck, even if our receiver room's that great, Michigan could still just run it down our throat and stop the run, and it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Um, yeah, okay, so... third and long, CJ is not... I, 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 I've just been watching the clock here, so I'm trying to make sure we can fit in, because we just still got to go through all the NFL games from this past week. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, okay, let's get uh, into your I, uh, ranking system. Yeah, quick, quick little college football outlook prediction ranking. So, uh, pretty much after Oregon beat UCLA, ripped to the Pac-12 college football playoff chances, you guys are eliminated. Uh, and... Uh, Pretty much my reasoning that Pac-12 is essentially done and eliminated is that uh, Georgia now is in no matter what. Georgia can lose the SEC championship game, and they're still in it because they beat Oregon head-to-head so bad week one. And I know it's week one. I don't care about it. I don't think it matters. But the committee does, and we're looking at this through the committee's perspective. And even though I don't think week one games matter for fucking jack shit, the committee does. And so if at the end of the day, they had to pick between Oregon or Georgia who got in, it would no, without hesitation, uh, fucking Georgia instantly, zero hesitation, Georgia's in. So that's all I'm saying. That's why Pac-12 is officially eliminated. Only way they get in is if Georgia loses to Tennessee and then also loses to the SEC champ. Only way. But that won't happen, of course. So yeah, rip the Pac-12. Big 12, they have a chance. They have a chance of getting in if TCU goes undefeated, but they're going to kill each other out. I'm not even going to worry about it. TCU 7-0, cool, fun little story, but they're not going 5-0 the rest of the year. They're going to somehow lose. That's just going to happen, okay? There's no way TCU is going to go undefeated. It's just going to happen. So, okay. Now, these are my college football playoff final season holy fuck predictions as in like we need an expanded playoff now thank you okay this is the this is what i i think there's a very good chance that this scenario can happen to end the season uh i'm gonna give a top seven of teams their rankings uh how i think their season is gonna go out i I got a good idea of their schedule rest of my mind so okay number one alabama i think they're gonna go 12 and one i think they're gonna run the table rest of the season 
the rest of their SEC regular season schedule is not that tough. They got like Ole Miss coming up, but Ole Miss just got shit on. So hey, game day, game day might come to Tulane, Everett. All I'm saying, Ole <laughs> Miss lost. Ole Miss lost. I told you. Yeah, I've also just lost. Uh, but yeah, uh, good for you, Everett. Uh, you got a chance there. Uh, but Alabama, the rest of their season really isn't tough. Auburn always plays them close, but Auburn is so bad this year that that's not a worry. <laughs> uh, but Auburn for some reason always plays Bama extremely close. It's just a rivalry game. It happens. Uh, but I think Bama will end up taking on Georgia in the SEC championship game and beating them. Uh, we'll get to Georgia in a second. So I got Bama one seed, two seed, Ohio State 13 0. I think they end up beating Michigan. I think I think they're playing Illinois in the Big Ten championship game as of right now. Who uh, are very surprising this year? Yeah, they are actually very. They good. actually have I think the best good. defense in college football, like statistically. Yeah. I could be wrong on that, but or they're right. top ten at least. But I got Ohio State 13 0 two seed. You guys just heard me and my concerns for Michigan. I'm still biased, but it's like, you guys keep in mind, it's in Columbus, Michigan fans. All right. You guys are definitely hot though. I am worried. This is going to be like a 2016 game. Okay. It's going to be like that game. Uh, that, that fucking Curtis Samuel last second shit. Uh, but yeah, three seed Georgia, 12 and one. I think Georgia will beat Tennessee in two weeks time. I'm pretty sure that's when they play. I think Georgia beats Tennessee. And then I think they lose to Bama in the SEC championship game. However, Georgia will have marquee wins over Tennessee still, because Tennessee will still have momentum. They're the three seed right now. They'll beat the three seed at the time. They'll get that momentum, and they'll still get a lot of credit from their Oregon win, and I'm about to explain where I got Oregon. Uh, early in the episode, whenever Clemson, I think Clemson will be the four seed, 13-0. They're the team who gets in the playoff and shouldn't be in, but I think yeah, Clemson... Literated. Yeah, I think they'll get literally curb stomped by Bama round one. Uh, so right now in my playoff final, I got Bama versus Clemson, Ohio State versus Georgia. That's what I think. We're on, we're on a good a good chance at happening. And if you want, swap out Ohio State, put Michigan there. Depending, it literally, also it literally all depends on whoever wins that game, that game will be the two playoffs. Ohio it's State or Michigan, that's a lock. And the, the winner of the SEC will be the one seed. I think it's going to be Bama. So I got Bama at one. But okay, I, I agree with that. Then I got Clemson at four because they'll go undefeated and they'll just they're gonna get it. They're they're currently the five seed, but Michigan or Ohio State will have a loss. Clemson will jump them. They'll take the four. Now my five seed, Everett. I have Oregon at the five seed, and this is my logic. Okay, so Oregon, they just beat UCLA. That's a top ten win, and that will be on their resume as a top ten win. They're going to play Utah a little bit later in Utah. They just beat USC. Utah is a top 15 team. So they'll get another ranked win, assuming they beat Utah. Okay. Then they'll have the Pac-12 championship game where they'll play USC, UCLA, or Utah, which will be another most likely. My my guess is going to be, it's going to be USC. And I think Oregon will actually run the table and win out what they did to UCLA. I thought UCLA was going to be the best team in the Pac-12. What Oregon did to them was mind-boggling and crazy. Now, now I'm a little concerned with the fashion that Oregon won. Maybe they start riding on a high and Utah catches them. Maybe that happens. I mean, no picks. If no picks wasn't really throwing picks, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. If that happens, then maybe the Georgia path isn't as clear. But in this model, I think Oregon will have the five seed and that will for sure put Georgia in the playoff put them at the three seed over Clemson, in my opinion, because Georgia's currently the number one team and they're going to have that bias. They have that bias. Also, also we, we can't forget. Uh, and Kent they have State, the Oregon win. Kent State game, though, for, for Georgia. Never forget that, though. But, well, we don't, but the media forgot well, that. And Missouri, yeah. those games didn't even happen. Ever, okay. <laughs> like, it's funny that Georgia literally beat Missouri by four and people are like, Oh, it was a tough, hard-fought win for Georgia. It wasn't that bad. And Ohio State beats Iowa by hey. 44, and Georgia fans are like, Ohio State sucks. It's like, I okay, mean, let's compare struggle games, boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not here to fight. Uh, I got Oregon at five, and then at six, I have Tennessee at 11-1 and one with their only loss being to Georgia. I think – I could see Tennessee still being five seed over Oregon. Like, don't get me wrong. But I think Oregon, 
I think the committee will, will show that conference championships matter. And I think they'll put Oregon at five. I could be wrong on that, but I have faith in, I have a little faith in the committee for doing something kind of right. And at least putting the PAC 12 champions at five for winning the, it doesn't impact the playoffs. So fuck it. It's harmless putting them at five. And I hope they do the right thing. Uh, but I got Tennessee at six with their only loss being to Georgia and then Michigan at seven or Ohio state. If Ohio state loses the game, I could see them being six and Tennessee seven, but yeah, quick run through Bama one, Ohio state two, Georgia three, Clemson four, Oregon five, Tennessee six, Michigan seven. That's what I think it happened. And I think all seven of those teams, maybe not Oregon, but then again, week one doesn't matter. No, I'm sticking to my point. I think any of those seven teams could win the Natty this year. Because I yeah. don't think there's a clear-cut number one team. What do you think? What about what about eight through ten? What do we think about for eight through ten? Uh, I I didn't go over it. Uh, I I won the winner. Of the Big Twelve is like right there. Like I would assume USC or UCLA or Utah. I I would say the loser of the Pac-12 or Pac-12 South champion would be in the top ten. Uh, and then. In this model, yeah, no more SEC teams would be anywhere near that shit, or they shouldn't be. They probably will, but they should. Just be. I'm just listening. I'm and just then, listening for... uh, and then my ten seed, I would have um, the two lane uh, green wave. There we uh, go. All right, going twelve what, and one. That's what uh, I needed to hear. And taking on, I think in my model, you guys would be taking on the Tennessee Volunteers. Oh, oh, God. Uh, I think that's what my model. I think that's what my model is telling me. I mean, me. it's it's fine. Lane versus Tennessee. I think. Yeah, I think that's what my model is telling me. It's fine. We we'd beat them, so I'm not worried. Um, we'd 100% beat them. Yeah. So the entire okay. Tennessee offense wouldn't play in that game. They'd all <laughs> go to the NFL. Um, 100% beat them. Okay. All right. So let's transition to the NFL, and we'll wrap up this episode. We've been talking about college football for like 45 minutes. But it was it was fun though. Everybody. It was a fun. It was a fun fun while it lasted. Kind of like college football segment. Um. All right. You ready for your NFL recap? Uh. Yes. Let me. Uh. Give me one sec. Let me uh, change to my jersey. Okay. While you're doing that, uh, I've got a little little segment here. Um. We all know uh, Christian McCaffrey got traded uh, this weekend. Uh, or I guess this week. So just ripped to everybody who had Jeff Wilson, including myself. Uh, brutal, brutal fantasy loss there. Was he performing? Jeff Wilson? Yeah. I don't know. I, I dropped him after. after, after the what was he doing well? Like I don't think. I think he was mid. Um, I mean, I have CMC in another league. I, I have a horrible team, but. Like now, I just have an excuse to watch McCaffrey every week, so that's kind of fun. <laughs> okay, all right, you ready? Yeah, I am. I am ready. Three, two, one, go. Fat Randy nutted up for the Titans with a four for four kicking clinic, and it looks like it's Malik Willis season now. Carolina has officially gone into tank mode after trading CMC to San Fran, but the Niners got throttled by the Chiefs and the Panthers manhandled the Bucks. The Ravens actually held on to a fourth quarter lead at home. New York keeps rolling with 10 points in the fourth to come back and become six and one on the year. And my Chargers made the Seahawks look like the greatest show on turf. You had probably a couple seconds left on that, two, three seconds. Uh, I'm just a little disappointed that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers didn't get a shout-out, especially considering Aaron Rodgers would caught, was caught in 4K rubbing his nipples pregame. Uh, and also, by the I, way... I, I, definitely, I definitely missed that. However, I did not want to mention the commanders. We are anti-Dan Snyder, so we don't even want to bring up them and give them any type of shout out. Shout Actually, out. I heard Taylor Commanders Heineke. fans were pissed that they won this game because it gives Daniel uh, Dan Snyder more time to remain as owner of the team. Uh, but also, besides besides Aaron Rodgers rubbing his nipples pregame, um, he apparently at halftime went into the locker room and cut off little dangly shit from his hair. He gave himself a haircut mid game. Oh. Oh, he, he cut off like part of his like mullet shit, whatever's mullet going on back shit. there. Like, I, I don't yeah, know his, what his hair is. 
It's long as hell. I, I don't know. It's one fucking strand. And it's I thought crushed. it was just for the John Wick Halloween thing last year, but he was like, nah, screw it. We'll just keep it going. Guess is my thing now. Well, no, he, you know he got a haircut before the season, right? You know he cut it short. It's still weird. Like it's, it's still it like was, long though. No, it was it was it's all short and it's short here minus one long like almost like a rat tail. And I think he chopped that off. Yeah, maybe I gotta look into to Aaron Rodgers' uh, like wardrobe. I mean, bro, might have been on too much. Bro, might have been on too too many shrooms before the game. Yeah, like too I much said, ayahuasca bro, for him. His nipples. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Speaking of, fun, Packers, though, Speaking of uh, Packers, though, yeah, I, I, I know, I know we, I know, I know we're anti Dan Snyder, um, but last don't even week, say his name. It's like Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> last week after uh, the Jets won, Sauce Gardner put on the cheese head and was running around with the cheese hat on, right? I really should have put that in that NFL recap. I really botched that. But. This week, uh, after the Commanders beat. Uh, who did it? Green Bay. Benjamin St. Just uh, got a cheese. He was a corner. He's a corner for, for the commanders. Uh, got a cheese head hat, cheese hat, and was wearing it in the lock, posting locker room. I am so unbelievably happy that this is now a tradition. I am expecting every single team. I love it. I love whoever it. beats the Packers will now be wearing a cheese head. So hat. I'm going to be honest. I gave the Packers a little bit of a break after their past two losses. I was like, eh. Maybe they just got caught when other teams are hot. But after this loss, no. The Packers are officially bad. It is it's your terrible. division, Everett. It's locked up. Oh, I am Congrats. unbelievably happy right now. I don't Everett. think we, we might not have to win another game the rest so, of the year. So, okay. Well, Everett, I, at this point, the Packers, we're, we're going to come out and say they are officially done. Like wild card at best. No, let me read you no, their Everett. schedule. Let me but, read but, but, but ever, 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 the point of this, I don't want to talk about the Packers. I want to talk about the Vikings. So with this being known, you have this division wrapped and it's October 23rd in Kirktober. You oh, have it's it wrapped. Great. You have it wrapped. With knowing that, what are your expectations when it comes to seeding in the playoffs? One through four, where do you expect the Vikings to land? I expect the Vikings to land at two. Two? I'm expecting the Vikings to land possible. But what I'm going to say is behind Philly, right behind Philly. If the Vikings can continue their streak, right? If the Vikings can continue it, I expect Philly to fall off it ever at some point. I actually think you guys got a really good chance at a Super Bowl run. I don't, I don't, I don't like jinxing other people's teams like this. You better start knocking on some wood. I don't like saying it, but, but, but the way things are lining up, like you guys might be, might be looking at a soupy run. Now look, might be, might be. Look, I didn't say it. You did, but <laughs> yeah. The Eagles obviously right now are look like they're the best team in the NFL. Like there's no getting around that. That's what they look like. Okay. I do expect them to fall off at How some point. Then does the best team win? They don't. They never actually do. Never, ever. They don't. So, so you don't want to be the one. No, seed you don't want to be the one seed because in, in the end, like normally the best team in the NFL doesn't really doesn't usually win the Super Bowl. So my one thing is the Eagles look like they're the best team in the NFL. At some point, though, I expect them to fall off. I don't think that they're going to go undefeated. So at that point, if the Vikings can still keep pace with like the rest of their, the rest of their season isn't overly difficult, it is possible, right, to have two losses, maybe three losses. So was that 15 and two, 14 and three, something like that, right? If that's possible, I think that they could be fighting for the one seed, which would be nice to have a bye week. But I also, this is the same thing we said with the Dodgers. Low key. <laughs> and I, we are going to see after we come out of the bye week this week, I might not even want to have a bye week. I, we, we might play better not having a bye week and just going straight through. You get the momentum. You can keep playing. You have the adrenaline. Bye bye weeks. I'm a bye week hater. I fucking like, hate bye weeks. And, and here's the other thing. And this happened to the Vikings. This is kind of still, this is Vikings talking about this, including the Eagles. This happened to the Vikings a couple of years ago. The Vikings started off 8 and 0 to go to, they started off 8 and 0 for the first half of the season. They ended the season 8 and 8. So I'm not, even though the, the Eagles look like they're the best team in the NFL, I'm not saying anything because I've seen it before where the entire season collapses. You lose like the rest of your games all the way through. And the Eagles are on a bye week right now, aren't they? So. Yeah. We'll see coming out of the bye how the how the how you guys Eagles Bills. So 
I think that it's possible. And also to say, look, look at the Packers. If, if anybody wants to say that the Packers have a fighting chance of winning the NFC North, let me just read you the schedule real quick. Uh, Bills next week, then the Lions, then the Cowboys, then the Titans, then the Eagles, Bears, who cares? Uh, then the Rams, then the Dolphins, then the Vikings, and then the Lions again. That's pretty cutthroat if you ask me. So kind of fun. You guys, uh, when you guys take on the Packers next, it will be on New Year's Day in, in Lambeau. Lambeau. I'm expecting so a snow game. Lit. I'm expecting a snow game. Fun right fact, now, that's the second most yeah. expensive ticket for a Vikings game. The last season. the last time I remember. Most expensive uh, ticket, Vikings at Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo is showing up for that one, Everett. I'm sorry to report that, but yeah. If tickets are already 190, yeah. All I'm saying oh, is, packing. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. There is a, a stronger likelihood we lose that game than win it. But what? not saying, not it's saying the NFL. I that's the given game Sunday you guys win and then any given the week before to the Commanders. That's how the NFL works. But also, like, also, also, if the Vikings go in to Orchard Park and beat the shit out of the uh, the Bills. By beat the shit, I just mean win. I don't care if it's by one point. I will be so over the fucking moon. Like, I don't even know where to begin. Also, just real quick, Stefan Giggs, Diggs revenge game. First time that he'll have played against the Vikings since being oh, traded. Yikes. So, oh, uh, oh, it's over ah, for you, that, that, yeah, I mean, that might be it. Sam Dantzler. Well, he won't even be guarding him, but uh, Patrick, Patrick Pearson. Pearson. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. So um, looking ahead a little bit here, but uh, just for the rest of the schedule, you guys only have one primetime game left. So you guys oh, only have beautiful. one loss guaranteed uh, for the rest of the season. Who is it against, though? And it's also against the Patriots, who are actually pretty good. So that's not a bad game. To have a guaranteed loss for it. That's not All a right. bad game. Real quick, let me loss. let me run through the rest of this season, okay? <laughs> let me run through the rest of the season. Uh, play the Cardinals next week. That's a win. Uh, Call of Duty's dropping on Friday. Chalk that. Let's up. let's just go quick. Just uh, Vikings Commanders. Vikings. Okay, win. Just tell me them, and then win or loss the opponent, okay. and then win or yeah. loss. Okay, Vikings Commanders win. Vikings Bills. Don't need to say Vikings. Just say other okay. team, and then win or loss. Okay, Cardinals win, Commanders win, Bills loss, Cowboys win, Patriots win, Jets win. No, Patriots is a loss. It's prime time. That's what they want you to think. No. It's a Thursday. We that. No, mm. we know that, though. Mm. Kirk's actually so bad in prime time. Ever. No, no, you and I both know that's a loss. Don't ever. Come on. You just gave yourself. You just. Come on. You just. No, said, actually, right. I, I'm expecting Nick Mullins to start that game. Just that one game. So it's a win. Uh, <clears throat> Cowboys. Uh, sorry, I already said that. Patriots. All right, you want to count it as a loss? Loss. Jets, Say it, Everett. Don't act Jets like Kirk's going to do well Lions, in that game. Lions, loss. Colts, win. Giants, win. Packers, win. Bears, win. So that's two more losses over the, the rest of the season. So you, okay. Everett has the Vikings going 14-3 and three this season. Two Possibly 13-4. and four. Possibly 13-4. and four. Nope. 14 3. If you if you want to count, no, because I don't think that we're gonna lose to the Patriots, but you do. So pending so that 15 and 2? No, 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 no. If they lose to the Patriots, then it's 13 and 4. Because the only team you said lost to I said Bills, Bills and I said Lions. Bills, Lions, and then you said Patriots. So that would put us at 14 and 3 because we're we're six and okay. one right now. Or five and one whatever the rest. 13 and 4 is what if you count my loss, uh, but 14 and 3. That's what you think, Everett. Um, we're gonna look back at this, and I hope I hope they are. I hope I'm right too. Because anything less, Everett, I'm clowning you. Anything less, I'm clowning. Even if it's ten and seven. If it's ten and seven, well, well, then I'll be, you know, I'll be a good friend, you know, shoulder for you to cry on if you're ten and seven. But (laughs) getting in the playoffs, still ten and seven in the wild card, choke the division, like yeah. I mean, if we play, if the Saints, then I won't bring it up. Well, no, I mean, I mean, yes, unless the Saints somehow manage to make it to the playoffs, in which case it's a certified lock to win. So I'm not. I do think the division's wrapped though. Uh, Oh no, I, I, we might not have to give that to you. Season, I will give Um, that to you. Division's. We went over my team. Let's go over your team. Uh, yeah. Not a um, so, enthusiastic week for the Chargers. Um, yeah, so pregame, uh, saw the injury report. No Keenan Allen, 
No, Corey Lindsley. I was like, oh. Allen did play. He did. I was, yeah. and I was like, or oh, you, you they meant- weren't on the injury report. Oh they weren't on it. So good thing that they weren't on it. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, we might have an offense, guys. Like, holy shit, this is gonna be fun. Uh, and then the game happened. Not fun. Uh, so first drive, just a prayer falls into our lap. Okay, just just a blessing from God. Uh, Asante Samuel tips a pass into the hands of Kenneth Murray. We get the ball in uh, Seattle territory. And Loki, before that, Seattle was like kind of moving a little bit. Will Disley had a 16-yard gain. Kenneth Walker had a 15-yard gain. They were on the 50. Big-time pick, big-time momentum switch. Uh, Chargers get the ball uh, and then uh, get stuffed on third and two, fourth and one. Go for it, of course. Get stuffed. And, you know, I'm... At the time, I'm not against it, but let's just take, let's just think about it like this, okay? You just get an interception. You get the ball in the enemy, uh, enemy red zone, okay? We're just thinking momentum, okay? Football is a momentum game, okay? And when Seattle, they're kind of getting the ball moving and then turnover, that kills the whole fucking vibes. The vibes are out the, out the window after that, okay? because of how well you were starting, then boom, turnover. So for Seattle, obviously you want to, or for Chargers, you obviously want to score a touchdown, but you just take points. Like you need to have some type of capitalization momentum-wise from the turnover. You can't walk away with nothing. You can't. If you walk away with nothing, then all the momentum that you just gained literally transfer all of that directly fucking back to Seattle. And that's what happened. Then Seattle gets the ball. They march down the field. Touchdown. Nothing. Then Chargers get the ball. Pick. What does Seattle do? March down the field. Touchdown. Like, it's nothing. It was the fourth week in a row that the Chargers went down by double digits in the first quarter. The not – oh, so wait. Are you telling me to do first quarter spread out on the team that's playing against the Chargers? Yeah. Every single week. It was. It's now the fourth week in a row that the other team has taken a double-digit lead Against the I'll, Chargers I'll, the I'll pencil that in for my nut up or shut up segment. I've um, never heard. I, it's just mind boggling. But no, so so here's first. And then thing, the next drive, fucking Chargers. Fumble. Not having again. Not having not having Joey Bosa, especially versus the Seahawks. You know Kenneth Murray or Kenneth Walker. Uh, he's gonna be the starter in Seattle for the next couple of years. Uh, oh, chewed us up like it was just, nothing. He is like he's abused. just fast as. Fuck. abused like your defense explosive and shit um, oh my god i think that, that first, i think like, that this might be brandon staley's last season in los angeles 100 percent the last season i there is a possibility point, i want a mid-season firing there might be a mid-season firing i actually but at this point. what i think might happen first because i know brandon staley knows he's on the fucking hot seat uh i hope he does uh joe lombardi might be getting the axe pretty damn soon. Um, I, I'm not even that like mad at, at at him to be completely honest. Uh, like if I'm gonna be completely honest, Herbert was playing like a fucking pussy, and our receivers can't get open. If I'm gonna blame anyone, it's the GMs for having atrocious backup wide receivers. The wide receiver depth is non-existent. Josh Palmer's not that bad, and you guys have Guyton too. Guidance out for season. Oh, he towards ACL. Yeah, out for season. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know what to tell you then. I mean, Keenan Allen practice Michael Bandy out there, and like I was a fan of him in the preseason, but it's like when he's actually out there going up against NFL stars, he literally is awful. So it's just like, if anything, they need to sign some cheap wide receiver pieces. Like I think that they, 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 old ass veteran dudes. I don't they might draft. Them. They need to get, I think that they should players. draft a wide receiver this off season. I mean, I think so too. And speaking of wide receivers, yeah, they, Mike Williams got hurt. If they can get up a his mid, ankle, a mid, Mike Williams out for a while and fucking JC Jackson broke if they his can kneecap. Get, he's out for if they can the rest get, of the season. Well, JC Jackson wasn't making an impact anyways. But then I know, but it's just like if, if the Chargers okay. this season is chalked. I mean, it's not chalked because been chalked. Well, now it's okay. chalked. The, chalked, AFC, chalked. The, AFC, the AFC West uh is still somehow competitive, even though the Raiders uh have Devonte Adams, but they suck. 
Broncos country is dying in a garbage fire. Uh, which yeah, shout out which, to Russ's which, PR which Russ, team for faking an Russ injury. Has been, Russ has been out. cooking stuff, lighting it on fire, and throwing it in the trash can. Chargers somehow managed to implode worse than the Broncos. And then there's the Chiefs that are looking like one of the, if not the best team in the AFC. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know, though, because the Bills just walked in there and beat them. Like, we don't know. Uh, but there's this so week, I mean, this week, they, they, they abused. True, true. But, but I mean, there's just so uh, many look, things. Look, I, but, yeah, my Chargers. More so, more so, more so, like, if the Chargers can get a, a early to mid first round pick and they can get JSN, the Chargers get JSN. I mean, I, I, I mean, it'd be cool. I'd love it, but I mean, at, like they need they need help, and like their defense, it's like in that first game with Bosa, like they didn't look that bad. Like they didn't look that bad, and I, I just at least like the. Who's your other safety? Bosa. Is it Adderley? So you need a free safety then too. I think he's also uh, up for contract this year and not resigning him. So. Yeah, so you need a free safety to pair with Derwin. You probably need another inside linebacker with Murray. You need a wide receiver. You need a lot of stuff. You need a lot of stuff. Uh, but first things first, you need a coach. Yeah. Don't have okay. A coach. Um, I have two-ish things that I want to go over real quick. I want to make sure we get it in. Um, first thing, this is just a little informational fun fact. Um, in honor of the Dolphins' perfect season, today at the Dolphins game, right now, they have soda going for seventy-five cents. Popcorn's a dollar seventy-five, and a hot dog is two dollars. Good, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, just want to shout out that shout. That should be how concessions are across the board. But unfortunately, my other thing, we didn't get to mention this last week. You did not mention this in your uh, recap. And I've been going after him on Twitter uh, since last Friday. Elijah Moore might be the softest individual that plays professional sports to exist on this planet. And Tommy Fam, wow, that's a big, beat, that is a big thing. Big Tommy Fam beat the or tried to beat the shit out of a player on the field for hogging players in fantasy football, which is pretty damn soft. So yeah, jock. I, I mean, a lot like. How how can you like I just I, I I don't understand like I'm sorry you you didn't get a reception in one game but your team is still off to its best start in ten years like why the fuck are you complaining like you're getting paid millions of dollars to be there you're not a w- number one wide receiver on any team in the NFL now you want to be traded because you didn't get a catch in one game like I don't see that like I don't see that from from even star wide receivers like Justin you Jefferson didn't Garrett, do well. You don't see Garrett bitching and complaining after he's clearly the best receiver on the team and he like still doesn't get targeted. Like Justin like, Jefferson didn't have a like, okay, not Justin. Adam Thielen has not had a good season this year. Do I do I see him complaining because he's not getting the amount of targets he's getting? No. God, no. You like never see that. I just I don't understand. Also, like your boys with with Zach Wilson, your team's finally winning. You say that you're a team player, you say that that you want to be winning. Did he say so he's now team player? Has he said that? Yeah, he said he, he said, said that. Then he said then. he said he said, he said I know team. that like I'm a I'm a team player and all and like we're winning, but like receptions, etc. So like I, it just it's so sad and such like softness, like Charmin Ultra Soft that you are complaining about not getting targets when your team has literally turned it around completely from last year. Like if you want to get a trade, that is not the way to go about it to begin with. Yeah, no, that's definitely not the way to, to get a trade going publicly about it, especially in the NFL. Uh, I think if just I were take, the Jets... Just take the Jets out of I your would, body and don't say anything. If I were the Jets, I'd pull a page also, out of the Giants' also, playbook also, and also, I'd just by send the way, to Cleveland so he could just go and die. Uh, that's a quote from Odell. By, by the way, um, here to die. <laughs> within within hours of it being announced like that, that Elijah Moore did that, um, Jets' Twitter found his burner account and for months... Oh. It's been liking and retweeting and tweeting and responding to people talking about Elijah Moore being like, how do you know? Like, you're not in the locker room. How do you know this? Like, Elijah Moore is like the best wide receiver on the team. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay. What are we doing? Exists, but hey, hey, everyone, everyone, everyone's entitled to their own opinion ever. You know, and Elijah Moore, that's what he thinks. Uh, we'll see how that turns out for him in his NFL career. Uh, not well. Yeah. 
Got any more points? Scott, got one more fun fact? Uh, not not really any fun facts. Um, I'm I'm about ready to go watch House of the Dragon. I don't know about you. Okay, yeah. Oh shit, not about to drop. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think think that wraps us up here. Uh, right now Miami's up by only by six on the Steelers. That's kind of not what I expected, but no, yeah. not not at all. Um, so yeah. 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 All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. Rate us five stars, like, and subscribe. Review, review us, rate us. I don't even know how the, the system works. Anymore. Put us on Yahoo. Yahoo answers. Yeah. Rotten tomatoes. Yeah. Make sure that you bring us on all airplanes, but not United. Uh, specifically Delta though, put us over the PA system, have the flight attendants walk up and down the aisles. Make sure that everybody is subscribed, following our podcast, follow our TikTok at waterboy pod. Our Twitter at Waterboy Pod. We put out podcasts every Tuesday and Thursday. Make sure that you listen to them. But with that, Waterboy is out. Thank you so much for listening.